What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. I'm Howard Bender. With me, of course, Adam Ronis. What's up, Adam? Nice long day yesterday. We we, we got a, a lot of uh, a lot of angst off our chest about the MLB COVID protocols and and, and the, well, not so much the, the protocols as much as it is just the lengthy IL. And uh, you know, it was a, it was kind of a, a full day, and now here we are gearing up we got the playoffs starting the conference finals starting for nba second round of the nhl stanley cup playoffs are going on and still chock full of mad baseball game 18 games slate today 18. yeah i had a few couple double headers so some afternoon baseball as well so we already have some games that are done um including the mets winning game one of their double header against the cardinals so love to see that Especially with Trevor Williams making the start, I was a little concerned. So anytime you get a W there, uh, it's a good thing. But yeah, a good day full of baseball and a um, couple pitchers uh, getting destroyed tonight, man. Oh, Pena's in the lineup today for What's Houston. That? Damn it, Jeremy Pena played and he homered. I <clears throat> I had to bench him um, because he was out of the lineup yesterday, and you know for the short oh, period. Ah oh, man. Man. Um, <laughs> uh, your, your Mets, uh, now in the, uh, in the nightcap already up two to one. Did you, um, I'm assuming, you know, being that you're like, you know, two steps away from being the next Mr. Met, um, you heard about Steve Cohen in the clubhouse yesterday, right? No, I did not. Oh, Apparently, Steve Cohen went through the clubhouse, and this is confirmed in a number of places, said that any Met who hits a home run off of Steven Matz will buy him a new car. Well, uh, Mark Khanna and Eduardo Escobar, who just homered as we started this, I guess they're getting a new car. I guess they're getting a new car. <laughs> like, can you do that? Like, I even asked Jim, and he, he didn't even know. Can you do that? Can you? It's like, you know, it's like almost putting a bounty uh, on a guy, right? If you hit a home run, I'm going to buy you a car. I guess you can do that if you're the owner, right? I guess. Like, I don't understand. Why would he have the disdain for Steven Matz, man? Matz is a Long Island kid. I mean, what what did he do? I don't get it. He turned him down. Turned down yeah. his, his contract. Uh, I mean, he might be better off in the long run anyway. I mean, think about it right now. Where would Mets be in the Mets rotation? Fifth starter? When they're healthy? Actually, when they're healthy, does he even make the – they have DeGrom, McGill, Carrasco, Scherzer, and Bassett. Mats doesn't even make that top five, right? No, he does not. Right. So, like, I mean, right now would he pitch? Yeah, because um, McGill and DeGrom are out. But you, you can make a case maybe he's better than Tywa Walker. The problem with Mats is he's just very inconsistent. Like, he's really good some games, and he gets bombed. And that's why I have him in two leagues, and it's so difficult trying to figure out what to do with him. Because um, I had a, I had him in the – he got bombed, and the next week I benched him, and he had a great start. Now, I do have him active this week in both my leagues. I think it's TGFBI and – oh, wait. I, oh, I dropped him in labor. Forgot about that. Okay, someone else picked him up this week. Um Oh, wow. I'm in first place by five points now in labor. Awesome. Um, 
<laughs> I mean, who cares though? It's honestly, I don't care. I really care about September. It's nice there, but you know, this league has been so tight. Uh, a few you, weeks ago, I was near the bottom. If you didn't care, you wouldn't be giving us play-by-play every, I every did, episode of where I you went, are. No, 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 no. Listen, I went to go check to see if I had mats in my lineup, and it's RT. So the standings appear when you go to the homepage. So I cannot just like look away. Um, but I saw that I wanted to see if I had him in. So I guess I only have Matt's in one league then in TGFBI. And I know I have him active this week. I actually benched Eflin because I didn't know if Eflin was going to start or not. And even in tout too, I was like, well, I don't want to risk it. And I see he is starting and uh, he did give up a run, but one run in five innings, I'll take that start. So he's had a good start and he's on my bench. So, um, but the point is, yeah, with Matt's, he's just very inconsistent. Like he's solid night tonight against the Mets so far. I mean, he's only given up two runs, three hits over four innings. Now both two of the hits are home runs, solo shots. But he's just so erratic and inconsistent because um, his underlying numbers show he's not as bad. But, you know, when you have that blow-up game, giving up eight runs, um, it's a problem. Um, I did think he'd be a little bit better this year because of the St. Louis defense. You know, they're really good defensively. But I think and the Mets broadcast was talking about it. There's just times where mentally on the mound, like if something goes wrong, he kind of just falls apart. And um, that's the issue with him. He just has way too many blow off spots. <clears throat> Listen, you're not going to get me to defend Steven Matz in any way, shape or form. I just wanted to know if it was cool for the owner to kind of put that kind of a bounty out there. Um, I think it should be kept private. I mean, I don't know. I don't I don't. I mean, I like Steve Cohen. He's different. He's into it. But I, I don't think that should have come out. I don't think it should have come out either. But right. I mean, it's just not. Well, because then then all of a sudden, then what, what you've got is let's say, the you know, I, I'm sorry to say this, Adam, but let's just say for the sake of example that St. Louis wins this game three to two. Right. And Matt's who's got a strikeout per inning right now. You get a couple of other Mets who, you know, are, quote unquote, swinging for the fences, trying to win that car, you know, would you have been better off if they were, you know, taking their normal hacks and not chasing like that? I mean, listen, you could, you got to figure, right, that, that the owner's ready to, you know, that Cohen's ready to drop 40, 50K, 60K on a, on a car because that's what the, these guys can afford that, you know, anyway. So, like, if you're going to incentivize them, you got to be, you know, you got to be talking like high-end vehicles here. Yeah. Um, as it's now tied to two. Is it tied to two? You're ahead of me. You're way ahead of me on yeah, the broadcast at, at, Tommy at, Edmund? Yeah, RBI triple. Good for good for Tommy. You know, I draft that fucking kid in 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 labor NL all the time. Nobody challenges me on it, and then everybody tries to trade for him a month into the season. Well, yes, deals are hard to get. I I never get them. I just I don't like the lack of power. I don't like the lack of power either. I like the little bit of speed. I mostly like Edmund, especially in in NL labor. Yeah, that's um, different. The position flexibility. Yeah, it's different in NL labor too. I mean, you're getting every day at bats, especially now. He wasn't leadoff to begin the year. Um, they moved him up at times. They had Carlson there to begin with. He struggled. So if he is going to hit leadoff in this lineup, it obviously is a big boost with Goldie and Arenado there. That'll help his run scored. You know, he's going to run. And you just hope he can get you 10 to 15 home runs. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. 
So, all right, so we got a lot of baseball action going on now, a lot of action, obviously, tomorrow. Now, tonight, um, Boston and uh, Boston and, and Miami are supposed to start up. And, you know, I'm sure you had it, you know, out there already. You know, Marcus Smart being out, Al Horford um, out for game one here. But then there's talk now, you know, again, the COVID IL just uh, – rearing its ugly head on us um could possibly miss game two um <clears throat> how do you look at that like when you, you're talking about betting um the individual games at all do you do you swing it how how much do you swing it in miami's favor if smart's not at 100 percent? because let's face it he's if he's missing tonight he's and he's been in question all day it's gonna be tough for him in game two to be at 100 percent and then possibly losing Horford as well. Yeah, it's a problem. And then Robert Williams is not at 100% either. Um, so they're going to need Grant Williams to play significant minutes. And while he was great in Game 7, it's unreasonable to expect him to perform like that over an entire series. Um, and Miami's a very good defensive team. So they're going to need more from Derek White. They're going to need Peyton Pritchard to come up big. But yeah, it's a problem. for. I mean, you're taking two starters out of your lineup. You're taking the defensive player of the year out of the lineup. He's also very good at facilitating the offense and hitting three-point shots. And Horford obviously came back to earth after those two games, which was predictable. I think I'm, I don't know if I mentioned it on here. I think I did saying like, you know, I wasn't, I was so nervous about his player props. So I think it was like what, 12 and a half points after he had the 30 point game and I didn't touch it and he did not have a good game. Uh, but it's a it's huge loss. Uh, both of these. I mean, it's going to be tough. Um, the line moved from one and a half to four and a half for game one. Obviously, game one will be a final by the time people listen. But yeah, it's it's a problem. Um, and this is the thing. Sometimes in the playoffs, you need a lot of things to kind of break right. And for right now, for Miami, it is. Um, I mentioned before the postseason, I loved Miami um, plus four fifty to win the East and hedge it because um, I thought Boston and Milwaukee would beat them. Um, so if you took that plus 450 now, you might just ride it at this point uh, because uh, it, it's it's a problem. Tatum's going to get extra defensive attention now. I think his point prop went from 27 and a half to 29 and a half, but uh, it's going to be tough. They're going to be able to focus on him more, him and Jalen Brown. So tough blow for Boston, man, because they looked like they were in a really good spot. <clears throat> line didn't move too much on the uh, on the on the overall series though. Boston sitting at minus one fifty five. I think when we were talking about it yesterday, they were at minus what one eighty. Yeah, minus one eighty, minus one seventy five. I mean, I guess they're looking at it like, uh, you know, they're maybe they're thinking, all right, Smart will miss one game. Maybe Horford's back for game two. I mean, I I, I liked Miami to win game one anyway. You know, Boston coming off an exhausting series. Um, so I, I like, I figured Miami would win game one anyway. Um, uh, so it doesn't really change anything now, but again, uh, it's so difficult to know as we've seen in baseball, we talked about it at length yesterday with the COVID-19 stuff. Some guys are back in a day or two, others a week, two weeks. So just have no idea. Does he have symptoms? You know, I, I, I don't know. This well, is how's just, it been? How's it been in the NBA throughout the not, year? You've nothing. had the guys who've I mean, been out, right? No, I mean, over the last two to three months, it's been nothing. Like no one has gone on. That's why I'm surprised. I'm like, why is this happening? I know in baseball, they travel more. They're in more cities, but there's been hardly anything with basketball over the last two months, maybe even three. I think Booker was out briefly for a period, but that was like 
Uh, was it late February, March? There's been hardly anything. There's been nothing in the playoffs, unless I'm and definitely nobody big, maybe someone on the bench. There's been no one who has sat out of significance. That's why when I saw this today, I was stunned. Very interesting. Maybe it's all part of a conspiracy, Adam. It could be. Hey, I'm all for conspiracy theories. <laughs> I knew I could probably get you up on that one. Definitely. There's something going on here, man. Right. Somebody somebody in the mask business is uh is betting on uh on the heat, maybe. Is that what yeah. it is? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even want you know. I don't even want to think about that, man. Right? Like that's one of the big things that you know. Obviously, anybody who's anti-gambling, like it's the first thing that they immediately go to, right? Somebody's on the take. Somebody's shaving points. <clears throat> and I'll tell you what, man. I mean, I've seen some bad play at times where you know you're like Jesus. You know, you make the joke. You're like, oh, this dude's on the take or something like that. You know, the problem is, is that I can't sit there and like go into it kind of assuming that at least not based on, you know, based on based on what our business is. And it's and and it's weird. It's weird at that. No, I know you always hope everything is legit, but, you know, we've seen some things in the past and you're always going to have some question marks at times. I mean, you're going to at least think you're like, wait a second. What's going on here? You hope not, though. You want everything to be legit. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. No doubt. Um, <clears throat> all right. Let's say hello to our sponsors. Let's pay some bills. Uh, we come back. Um, I don't know. I honestly don't know, Adam. I might have to just ask you just a series of random questions to kind of... Uh, Figure some stuff out. We'll see. But stick around, folks. Adam Ronas, Howard Bender. We'll be back right after this. All right, Adam. So earlier you alluded to your uh, your labor team sliding into, into first place. Um, obviously, it, it's not an appropriate, you know, it's not an appropriate time to be staring at your standings and bragging. However, it is an appropriate time to, to say, like, how far into the season before you start really showing concern about certain players like <clears throat> or, or better yet how far into the season do you go if you're playing in a rotisserie league um before you you're like you know you feel like the the big swings are over and you're ready to start getting down and uh and and not so much micromanaging the team but paying a lot more attention to individual categories um i i never think it's too late i think you obviously have to look at where you are in certain categories because i've said it before there have been times i've been middle of the pack near the bottom halfway through the season and still won the league so um you know you could be in the bottom half of the league right now but like you know you're five home runs away from picking up five points uh 13 rbis away from picking up six points so if you're in that position you're like okay you know what i'm not in bad shape i've had some guys underachieve um, a lot of players are off to slow starts. I'm good. So you, it's it's so different for every team. You just have to be realistic when you assess your team and look at it and go, okay, is this team good enough? Is it just a bunch of guys off to slow starts? Are there injuries? Did I have a couple pitching performances like Nate Eovaldi tonight, giving up eight runs in an inning and a third? Um, that really blow up your ratios. Yes, I do have Eovaldi in my home league. Do you? Uh, those uh, are, yeah. how, they're so hard to like, 
recover from. I still feel like my teams that have Darvish are still recovering from that second start that he made. Oh, I have Darvish in the same league. Actually, in this league, man, like I was sitting in good shape and all of a sudden I was in second. Now I've dropped to fourth in the last couple of days because, all right, so who do I have? Eovaldi. Um, who else? Oh, um, Otto, who I dropped. And there was someone else. Was it Dane Dunning? I don't know. But yeah, I had a couple guys really get hammered lately. So it has not been fun. But Ivaldi tonight. I mean, Ivaldi is pitching great coming into the year. Coming in tonight, three one five ERA, one zero seven WHIP. I know it's Houston, but we saw Houston didn't hit last night. But Ivaldi just got absolutely destroyed tonight by the Astros. Yeah, and it sucks. I mean, McGill got destroyed before he got hurt. There's been a lot of those lately, more often than not. Oh, Syndergaard yesterday. I mean, oh, dude, that was a horror show. Yeah. Jose Arquiti had a nice lead in this game. He's fucking trying to give it back. He's given up three runs and eight hits, and we're in the third inning. And <laughs> the Astros scored nine in the second. Like, really? Now, Tucker homered out. Wow. Damn, man. Tucker, Alvarez, Pena. All right, at least I have a lot of these guys. Oh, that's why I have Brantley in labor, Alvarez in labor, and Gurriel. That's why I moved up. I had three home runs from the Astros alone. Thanks, guys. Regression, regression setting up. Oh my! Uh, at least the at least the Ovaldi only six earned runs in an inning and two thirds. He gave up nine. Only six were earned. Eight hits, five home runs, bro. Five. How do you give up five home runs in an inning and two thirds? Man. Well, if you took the over, congratulations on the easy cash. <laughs> yeah, I did not take the over in that one. There, I, you know what? It was so funny too because I was I was actually just looking at it, and I sat there yesterday, and and I was gonna take the over in the Marlins game, Marlins Washington, and then I decided against it, and I should have done that. Uh, and then I was looking at at the Houston Boston game this morning and thinking about <clears throat> taking the over in that one too, and I did not, and I certainly should have. I mean, let's face it. Both offenses. I mean, is, is Houston still on their win streak? Is it twelve in no. a row? No, no, no. They lost yesterday to the <clears throat> so Red they, Sox. Okay, so they and lost yesterday, they lost the, so- and they lost the game to the Nationals over the weekend. I think Saturday they got they give up like thirteen runs of all the teams. Right? You're like uh, <clears throat> the Nationals. Um, but I mean, both offenses playing particularly well. You know what I like about Boston right now is it was just Devers. That you know it was Devers and Bogarts. <clears throat> and then JD Martinez went on that 16 game hit streak, right? So he uh you know started to hit. And now all of a sudden, if you look, Trevor Story's starting to heat up also. So all of a sudden this Boston lineup um is definitely starting to look a little bit better. Yeah, I mean it's the problem is it's still only a few guys. That's their biggest problem. You got Devers homer today, he's good. JD Martinez homer today, he's good. Bogart's homer yesterday, put them ahead, he's good. Story, we know he's gonna get going. Uh, Kiki Hernandez has really struggled. He's leading off 252 OBP. Verdugo, 250 OBP. Cordero and Dahlbach platooning, not going well. Um, not getting much out of catcher, and Jackie Bradley cannot hit. So they got a lot of holes in that lineup. That's the problem right now uh, for them. But we knew that those bats that we met, I mean, because Devers, uh, 568 slugging. JD, 577 slugging. Bogart's hitting 341, 470 slugging. And story's going to kick out. We know those guys are good. 
but they're really getting nothing out of like five spots right now. And remember a couple of those guys too. I mean, story obviously just started to hit. He was bad for a while. So that's been their problem. And their bullpen has absolutely been horrendous. I mean, they finally got one closer to get two saves. Robles picked up a second save of the season last night. Like wherever they turn, it's not working out. So that's been their biggest problem is the bullpen. They've coughed up a lot of leads. Their starting pitching hasn't been that bad. I mean, maybe now the Ciavali outing takes it to a different level. Um, but I did see some numbers a couple of days ago. It's, their starting pitching wasn't that bad. No, their starting pitching wasn't that bad. Their bullpen was definitely atrocious there. And yeah, now, I mean, they, they need, you know, I mean, listen, if, 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 you know, hitting is contagious and winning is contagious, as they say, then, you know, you got to think, all right, if story's the next guy to heat up and who else is, you know, who else in that lineup is, is capable. I mean, there, there are a couple of names there. I'm not looking at like Jackie Bradley Jr., but you know, maybe Bobby Dahlbeck gets, you know, gets hot a little bit. Maybe Christian Vasquez uh, heats up a, a, a scotch. Even Kiki, Kiki Hernandez, we know. I mean, he he's definitely, he's always been a streaky guy. He's always been a streaky fella. So, <clears throat> you know, I just, I, you know, when people start counting teams out already, you know, because of early season slumps, I'm like, ah, just hold off a little bit here. Let's not just, you know, sell the farm. You know which closer I'm a little concerned about here, man. Dude, how bad has Craig Kimbrell looked the last couple of days? Yeah, he did get the save today, but he gave up a run. Um, but, yeah, I think it's going to take a lot, though, for him to lose his job, especially with uh, trying it out. So I think yeah. he has a long leash. Um, why can't Jamison Tyon pitch against the Orioles? You know, he is, <laughs> you know, so this is his third appearance of the year against the Orioles. He's already allowed two runs and five hits through three innings, has first and third, no out, bottom of the fourth. He has not allowed an earned run against the other teams he's faced this year. The Orioles are the only team, and now, again, it's his third outing of the year against them, but no one else has scored an earned run against Tyon this year. Let me just double-check and make sure that is correct. Um, no, that is that is wrong. Okay, so forget it. I had a bad stat in my head. Or I'm You were just trying to... <clears throat> find yeah. a, a way to crap on a Yankee. I'm not, dude. Back. I have tie on in my uh, my leagues. I need him to be good. And I put him in my fucking Yahoo DFS video tonight on, on DFS <laughs> Alarm. So I said the pitching slate is awful tonight. Um, so I was like, all right, he's going against the Orioles. The Orioles have a 300 Woba against right-handed pitching. Um, but then I did look at his line against them. And I was like, I don't know. Um, yeah, because he faced Baltimore on the 16th, four and two thirds, three hits, two are runs, a walk, two Ks. And then last one, four and two thirds, seven hits, two runs, one walk, four Ks. Um, I was actually going to put, um, Alex Cobb in there at Coors Field. Um, he was a little bit cheaper, but I decided not to in case it blows up, but I actually do have confidence and you would get Cobb at lower ownership if you're in a GPP, because people are not going to want to pay him a Coors. And the other guy that I thought about who actually did use um in my um draft champions league that's crushing is JT Brubaker. He has given up a run though through one run and through three innings against the Cubs. So but it was a it was a bad pitching slate tonight because you know again Eovaldi he was one of the top price ones but you don't want to pitch him against Houston and we're finding out why. Um so yeah I didn't like the slate for pitching tonight and I said all right I'll go with Tyon and like Barrios has pitched five scoreless you really want to pitch Barrios the way he's been right now I know right that's I, I was sitting there you know I was like filling out my lineup for Tout Daily and I was like ah you know where am I going to go here and I was I looked I, I used Tyon um 
which, you know, is obviously not panning out too well there. But yeah, I was like sc- scraping through this this thing and I was like, ugh. Yeah, I ended up bad. like settling in on Caprillion. Okay. Well, I don't love it. Yeah, against the Twins. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it, this was not a good slate for pitching. I mean, I was like, all right, I expect the Yankees to score runs and, you know, tie in for an opportunity to get a win. But right now he's he's down 3-2. So, and the problem with Tyon and DFS, he doesn't have big strikeout upside. His strikeouts numbers are down. So, yeah, the win is important, but he's just not getting the Ks. He's not getting the Ks. Oh, if you uh, if you if you had a ticket there saying that Reed Detmers was going to throw a consecutive no hitter, uh, you lost already. And you're he's foolish. Already, he's already down one nothing. Yeah, I mean that's why I didn't. I, yeah, I, was, <laughs> I I couldn't put him in there. It's the same thing with Hunter Green, man. Like I benched him. This oh come on, you got to use Hunter Green in his next start. He almost threw a no hitter at Toronto. Is he is Hunter Green in Toronto his next yeah. start? Yeah, oh, shit. I benched him. Oh shit. Oh shit. I know Toronto has not been what we thought. They do have three runs tonight um against Logan Gilbert. Um let me see. Did they hit any home runs? Which again, Gilbert, oh. how about that, man, dude? Right? He gives up the grand slam and shuts him down every other inning. Uh, you know, but it still jammed up his pitching line. And now yeah. Tonight, bases loaded. He gives up the uh, the triple to George Springer that clears the bases. I'm like, you got to be shitting me, man. What is wrong with this dude? Yeah, get get the big out. I mean, his line so far, five innings, five hits, three runs, a walk, six Ks is fine, 71 pitches. About Julio Rodriguez, his 11th stolen base of the year. He did get caught. But this dude is running wild, man. Like, <clears throat> yeah. I know he's been a little bit of a disappointment. He's starting to get going. He had a bomb of a whole run off the Mets over the weekend. That, sh- that shit got out of there so quickly. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, they're sticking with him. Um, he's hitting sixth of the order. And, I mean, look, he's – if he's going to give you 20, 25 steals, you know, as long as he doesn't crush your batting average, it's going to wind up being a good pick because uh, he really moved up draft boards once the news was official that he was starting the season with the Mariners. Yep. I don't have him anywhere. So. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have many. The price got too ridiculous, man. That's the problem. Once it was, it was like, come on, man. Like, really, guys? But I did pay for Bobby Witt, and that's not working out. So <laughs> we'll see. He's starting it a little bit better. He's got some steals. So, you know, it's too, it's too early for the draft regrets, right? We'll have right. to do a whole show of that down the road, but it's still a little too early for that. Aaron Judge homeward again. What the fuck? I, I, I like, okay. So when you're doing these DFS videos, right? Like, can you just, I mean, is it cheating to put Aaron Judge in there every day? I mean, he's 27 bucks on Yahoo, which is a high salary. Like, I don't know what to do. It's like, yeah, I like Aaron Judge every day, but like, isn't that kind of obvious, right? You don't want to do the obvious play every day, right? No, but I mean, how many, how many guys do you discuss in the video? One pitcher and three batters. Okay. So, I mean, I don't see the harm in putting a guy like Aaron Judge in there. On the regular, as long as you're giving, as long as you're giving you know, at least one bargain play, right? Okay. You know? Yeah, I gave a bargain play today. I gave Eli White at eleven bucks because he hit five steals last six games, hit off. So. Yeah. No, I mean, listen. You know, that's you know, that's the that's the funny thing, and you know, we kind of go through this. <clears throat> it's actually kind of a uh, we'll probably have a, a longer discussion on this than you know than, than we planned, but. 
like sitting there and 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 giving suggestions for players, you know, and talking about it. And we sit there on Sirius XM and we start talking players. We're we we end up talking a lot about deeper plays, right? Because that's what we're used to. We're trying to un- uncover these, you know, these cheapy gems for DFS, but you know, for season long also when we're looking at like the waiver wire and we're like, yeah, this guy's, you know, it's an interesting guy to use and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, if, if you're sitting there and you're ignoring the people who are in like the 10 teamers, right. Or, or people who play in a 12 teamer, but have like, you know, super short benches and stuff like that. Like all of a sudden the waiver wire is a little bit more plentiful. You have to be able to give, you have to be able to give some guys who, in an industry league, maybe not available or would be, you know, a dead obvious play. But for the for the for the casual fan, I feel like, you know, you, you need to throw out as much, you know, it's it's about who's the great play. And if that just means that, you know, it's a chalky guy, you know, sometimes the chalk plays. But, you know, sometimes digging constantly digging for these bargains is not always the winning solution. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. So I guess putting one expensive play in, if I truly believe that they're going to have a good day. I mean, the problem with Aaron Judge, right? He's homering every day, like you know, every day, and and it's Baltimore pitching with Spencer Watkins today. It's not a problem though. You say it is like it's like it's a bad thing. No, it's well. I mean, did he homer again? He just fucking homered again. That's the best. That's the that's amazing. Unbelievable! His second homer of the game. That's amazing. With and and an RBI double to go with it, right? Yeah, he had the day off yesterday. He's like, ah, it's all good. Oh, shit, now I feel bad not putting him in the video. Fuck. <laughs> but hopefully, if you did, you you heard me say the Yankees are a popular sack. I gave Donaldson instead. Donaldson's been hot. Three homers last five games. He was nineteen bucks. So, um, I mean, look. Hopefully, you use Judge. You didn't need me to tell you, but I'll make sure to. To put him in there every day that I want the video. If it's Jordan Alvarez, another guy, he went yard. Tucker went yard. So yeah. Dude, I had I had in, in my DFS lineup, I had the the Judge Rizzo Stanton stack. And uh and then I changed it because I needed to I needed, you know, better pitching and I needed more money. And I went to the Stanton Donaldson Torres stack and so now I'm 0 for 4 and Judge is 3 for 3 with two home runs and three ribbies. Unbelievable, man. Ain't that the way, baby? Ain't that the way? Oh, boy. All right. Is your, uh, is your Celtics game started yet? What time is that on? Um, it's about to start. It's supposed to be 8.30, but, you know, fucking they had the draft lottery before and now they uh, – they're starting at what eight forty five ish, I guess. Did it start yet? No. I Are was, you serious? You delay it because of the fucking draft? Lottery? I don't know. No, I don't know if that's why. But I mean, the draft lottery was planned for eight o'clock, so I don't know why it's not starting yet. It was supposed to start eight thirty, and it looks like it's going to be another five minutes or so. I mean, it doesn't matter for me because obviously I'm up late and I have a show at midnight. But for the people on the East Coast that do have to go to bed early, it's it's not fair. It's not fair. Nope. For me, it doesn't matter because I ain't going to watch that anyway. I'm going to tune into the NHL. I'm, I'm, I'm in on the, uh, on the, on the Stanley cup playoffs right now. 
<clears throat> rooting for rooting for the Panthers. I don't know why. I yeah, just don't need to one, see the lightning up, in the cup again. And Panthers up one nothing in the second, and then Blues Colorado second game. The boy. <clears throat> well, all right, man. Well, I'm gonna uh, let you go prepare for your show and go and uh, and get some grub before you uh, you have to go spend two hours with Fenstey. I know that always kind of makes me want to up chuck a little bit. Um, and I'm gonna go watch some hockey. So that's gonna do it for us here at the Andy Up Podcast. Uh, appreciate you all liking and subscribing. For Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Bender. We'll catch you next time.